and let's get started. What's going on, everybody? I'm your co-host, Rodney Boyd. Welcome to another episode of On My Grown Up Podcast. We are bringing you another recap of Bouch Vomitary, episodes six and seven. Yep, your greetings. I'm Mel Mitchell, and I'm also here. (laughs) Yes, attendance present. I'm present. so six and seven. Do I, do do you want to go through the episodes first, or do you want to just talk about how you're feeling about the season so far? <sighs> That's how I feel. Yeah, they're going. I'm very, it, I'm very disappointed. Just, it's just keep it a buck and a half. I'm very mm-hmm. disappointed. Um, it, it's not going to be wrapped up in a way that I I wanted to in three episodes. Like I was hoping. This be this last episode be a step in the right direction, but it's just not given, honestly. And I hate to say it, and I hope this don't blacklist me from possible employment opportunities, but it's just not given what I needed to give. And it's, I mean, it's not my story to tell, but it also it does not feel like the previous four seasons. <laughs> it doesn't feel like insecure, like for it to be kind of like one of the one of the horsemen of the new black. TV shows, this is mm-hmm. not how I expected the last season to go. And I feel like, again, season two, which is that girl, and every episode was something. Yeah, something yeah. happened. Something was exciting. Something was, was, you know. They pushed the plot forward. I think that's my they, biggest. They pushed the plot forward even as, as early as season two. And I feel like nothing's happening. I understand that we're tying up loose ends and everything, but just like. Nothing has happened. I can't tell you one thing that's happened this season, you know? Um, There's been no incremental gains in any storylines outside of, like, Lawrence's. Yeah, honestly, like, nothing's happening. Like, okay, we have the Lawrence thing. I mean, not the Lawrence, the Nathan thing, yeah. which is also kind of dragging. We have this, okay, it's mental health. Cool, great. And we have... Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's like, and not even like, even with this episode, like uh, us recapping, like I really don't even want to go bullet by bullet. Then this happened, and then this happened. Like, who gives a mm. fuck? Like, nothing's happening. So why do we yeah. have to go through all these damn bullets? Nothing is really happening for real, mm. and it's just like unfortunate, you know. And I, I, she's, you know, she's already preparing herself that we're gonna hate the finale. I know I'm gonna hate it. It's probably gonna be some Tyler Perry shit. I do believe that they jumped the shark with this whole Condola thing mm. and the baby thing. I, I mean, but it's also life that, I mean, it happens. Niggas be nothing in, in bitches. So, I mean, yeah, that's a thing. But it's just like, <laughs> it was just such a ghetto storyline to begin with. And I feel like they made that decision. So they had to run with it. And now they have to finish it, you know? I don't even think that's the worst part of the storyline. Like, that is that is one of the redeeming stories of the of the season. I as, think far as, as far as Issa's happy ending, I'll say. I mean, yeah, Right, they don't. Because there's really nowhere for her to go. If they had given her, like, say, if Kofi from day from episode one was established someone who was worth a damn for her to be like a real interest, then okay, we can see how East is gonna get to a happy ending. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. She not gonna okay. She ended up with Lawrence. She a stepmama. She ended up with um with Nathan. They gonna be playing guessing games and mental health games rest of their life. There's no there's no good you know. I mean, not not in an insensitive way, bitch. I'm in therapy too. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, like, she gotta <laughs> play this game, this consistent game, forever with Nathan. Because I'm really not even buying it, huh? She's the inconsistent one. He got he's well, know, bipolar, yeah, and she's but, inconsistent. You know, but he will have his episodes, and that'll be a thing. So that's like it's just it's baggage on both ends. And again, like I said, like had episode one, they established that someone new. Okay, it's not Daniel, it's not Nathan, it's not Lawrence. Then okay, cool, but we're we're not getting that. And then with Molly, yeah. I guess they set up from jump that Torian was gonna be happy ending. What? You know what I'm saying? Tiffany's moving, okay, great. Kelly, I feel like they still haven't done a lot with Kelly. I mean it's not her show yeah. anyway, but it's just like, what are we doing here, y'all? What's yeah. what's what's going on? Right, like even even the Molly thing with Torian, they could have got to that sooner in the season. They could have right. established something for real, yeah. Right, like now we don't believe it because it's. I mean, I don't know. I think they did a pretty good job of of acting it, but like, yeah, it's just like it feels. If it, it doesn't feel like the show, um, yeah, I want it. Go ahead. I wanted to go through, I guess, a few bullets from episode six because, like you said, ain't really much happened there. Um. 
Actually, no. The one thing I will say, right, is that to your point about like her like love interest and so I, I here's here's the thing with insecure right the i think the writers are really dedicated to like molly and Issa being the love story right or the they are the story they are the show it's really about them mm-hmm. but because so many people really became fans and attached because of the lauren storyline and sees yeah, like in season five when they're moving away from that and more into you know from from Issa's romantic life and more onto her and Molly just having a healthy and functioning and a challenging you know like an adult friendship, it's just lost so you know it's just lost what like so many people enjoyed and what you know was just the start of so much discourse. So and also as a bitch who falls out with friends. <laughs> Okay. It, it's not that seamless. You know what I'm saying? It's always going to be a... Well, they did I a mean, year, year skip. No, they did fast forward a year, but this it's still going to be... You know, they haven't brought it up once. You know, in, like, they brought up the base thing, which has been like a running joke, but it hasn't been like a whole... Like, even last last night's episode could have had like a... Because you ruined block parties. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's always going to be like, you never going to forget about... To the extent that they blew up, you know what I'm saying? Like, some people you grow away from or it can be like a thing or whatever, but for that to be like a concrete fallout, big scene, all that shit. Well, I think would help... Well, here's what I felt, right? Like, or what I said, right? Mm-hmm. Part of what probably helped mend this or like, you know, like that year, because this was the first time they were both single at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so they... And single and hurt, I guess. or You know, like... They both were in a place where they, you know, essentially turned to one another because they, you know, both of the the relationships they had allowed to kind of distract them from their friendship in the past, they, they were no longer a factor. And so they, re- I really felt like, you know, a little bit of a codependency element to it, but they, I feel like that was where they really locked in that year of them being single together. Yeah. I, I mean, that's true. I just feel like, I don't know. Like they did, okay. I'll say this: they made such a big deal about it that was the entire storyline of last season for it to not even be a thing this season. Yeah, they've mentioned it like they've like you said they've only kind of mentioned it once was the Crenshaw, Crenshaw thing, and her assistant yeah. was like, "Yeah, she still think you'd be bringing guns to events." Right, that was like a one little comment, but it's like we did all of that emotional but turmoil because like, last season was so dark. And but I what? feel like in any real friendship or any relationship, right, you can't keep bringing it up. I don't, you know, like... I, oh, yeah, no, definitely, but I feel like, I don't know, I feel like there should, <laughs> should be differences in... We back to season two, you know what I'm saying? Like, it should be, like, a different but I era think that of the... I guess it they, is that. I don't know. Right. It It is it's different, not in the different we're used to, right? It's different in that they're mature, they're communicating, they're holding each yeah. other accountable with things, yeah. right? That that is, you know, I think that this season, right, is more tell than show. Characters are directly communicating things and mm-hmm. just saying things aloud, opposed to you know letting them sit in in, in conflict. But um, let yeah, let's just hop into the episode a little, and then we'll you know more so talk about seven, you know, but six and then six. Um, okay, so episode six. Start, opens with the funniest scene of the entire season. Um, yeah, season damn near the best cold <laughs> open in the show. I don't think we've ever got a, a cold open this funny. I would say these last two episodes cold open were like my favorites of the season. What was nope. yesterday? I, I, it, where she was coughing, Kelly. Oh. If you watch it again, it's fun. Like Kelly is really. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's Kelly. You, it's what you expect because yeah. Kelly's fucking hilarious. But yeah, I I felt seen by the coughing because that's exactly how my last marijuana encounter went. And I was high. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it opens with... the Episode 6 opens with Issa's like... Right, like it's it's really a flashback. It's, or like this this fantasy. She goes over and approaches Condola and Lawrence. Um, they, they have it... They seemingly are having a very sincere moment. Right, Condola idly offers to allow Issa to hold their baby. Issa holds the baby. She's like, oh, the baby's so cute. And then she mm-hmm. just, you know, just shoots the little baby like uh, like she's Steph Curry and he's a three-pointer. 
into the basket and then kicks Condola in the chest with her heel into the basket as well. Yeah. And, you know, essentially recreated that meme that's like, fuck them kids. And she said it, actually. She said, fuck them kids. It was beautiful. And so, yeah, you know, I had a lot of hope for episode six based off of that. Um, But she snaps back to reality. She checks Lawrence's Instagram, realizes he's moved back to L.A. um, Based off of a comment from Derek. Because I was like, because they showed the picture. I'm like, this is a picture of the two of them. How she know he moved back? He could just be with his baby. Um, fun fact, go look at that that picture she was looking at. Chad, Chad, they made Chad comment on it. Uh, cause they both wearing blue sweater vests or yep. blue cardigans. Yep. Chad go say, I'm I'm gonna put my blue cardigan on too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we need I more Chad. Had, I know you don't watch Gossip Girl because you're a grown ass man, but like <laughs> for Gossip Girl, they have every character on the show has an active Instagram that goes with the storyline of the show. Oh wow! Okay, wow. So you can check everyone's Instagram in real time. Oh, wow! I love that. That's I can't imagine how much coordination that takes. It, it's it's really good. Now it's not like oh four minutes into the show I'm gonna post this, but no, it's like it's more kind of evergreen. I'm, I'm using work terms, sorry, but it's more like <laughs> I just said that. It's, it goes <laughs> with the weeks of the episode, so it likes it's, okay. it's amazing. So I follow yeah. all the characters, and then I follow the actual show page. Because it's, you know they they made it such a social media show. I'm sorry, yeah. you know, like another tangent, but I would love and insecure would like do that, and we can follow everybody and see like. Yeah, that right, like you, that is. I think you'll probably see more of that in the future. But that would be dope and insecure. Like man, niggas might take it too far though, right? Like niggas would have been all over Tasha's Instagram. Like <laughs> they probably would have to like limit the comments. <laughs> Just doing too much. Um, yeah, so she snaps back to reality. Um. Yeah, Issa. Then they, Issa and Nathan, they having sex. She's still trying to get him to say "I love you." Guess the sex wasn't that good. Um. <laughs> None of the sex on the show ever looked that good. The only sex that actually did look good was who's Tasha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would it's say. Like, I would say when I don't even buy the Issa and Lawrence sex. That shit don't look fun. When they have when they're making love, like the episode eight. Of last season. That, that one episode, it was cute. I'm like, I wouldn't sign up for this kind of... <laughs> a, little, a little different. But, you know, hey. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, airport, the TSA dude was tearing it up. That was TSA. the most convincing. Remember she, TSA, babe? Oh, okay. Security guard? Yeah, yeah. That was the most Issa ever looked into the... That was, yeah, that was when I was like, okay, he's, you know. <laughs> she like she like it a little bit, like him a little bigger. Um, right. there at the barber Nathan is taking this other barber's client because the barber ain't there and he late. I feel like that as a person who goes to a barber shop and has done this before, I feel like I don't, I don't know, I don't talk to the barbers afterwards, but I feel like they made it a much bigger deal than it it really is. Uh-huh. Because at the end of the day, if you as a client, like, you would be like, yo, I'm, a, I'm no, like, I'm going to hop in your chair. Nigga right. Here. Somebody going to cut my hair because you can't get right. your haircut. <laughs> they don't really matter the loyalty because you're not on time, nigga. So who cares? Right. It's not like I chose him in front of you, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, Hospital Issa is looking after Molly's family while she attends a work retreat about a rebrand. Um, Issa's name. Oh, okay, then Issa's name apparently is bad in these create in these black creative streets because of the what happened with Crenshaw. Molly is and drinking. This, this storyline is being dragged out too, by the way. Yeah, it's terrible. Like, if she gonna fuck Kofi? Don't ha- first of all, don't have Kofi on no sh- television show if his if I'm not seeing booty cheeks. Mm-hmm. I need to see Kofi's ass like I've seen Daniel's ass for three seasons. First of all, second of all. If she gonna fucking let's go ahead and get the ball rolling. What are we doing? You dragging it out for eight episodes. What are we doing? I think I think y'all were hoping she this was her new man, but I I, I, I yeah at this point I just don't see that happening. If, I if think you gonna have just, somebody like Kofi, he you, gotta have you some You could have had anybody. You could have had Lil Rail back. You could have had <laughs> goddamn Kevin Hart play this nigga. Don't have Kofi on here if he not gonna be somebody love interest. I don't care about him being a business owner. Damn. Trying to see that ass. I'm Christian. I design clothes that are like fuck all that for the culture. It's a integrity. This this different. Show your dick, damn. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Molly is drinking with her work colleagues, and 
you know, Molly and her coworkers, they kind of joke about her attitude when she get, first got to the firm. And they was like, bitch, if you don't just go down to Starbucks always talking about what your other firm had. Um, and then she just gets too turned up. She wakes up disheveled the next day with a man's watching her bed. Um, she runs into her coworkers at breakfast. The watch was Torian's. They didn't sleep together. They like very made it very clear that that didn't happen. But I still didn't understand what happened. They then they showed the video of Molly twerking up a storm. Right, it's Molly time. That's it's too. And then they bid all this build up like she was hunching the intern nigga or the young one. But it was like, is Torian? Why are we here? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we? What doing, are we doing? Show? Yeah. Like, you bring on this new dude who's fine or whatever for that to be like the misdirection or whatever but just like what for what i don't mm-hmm. whatever yeah and j- i didn't but i didn't understand how she got torian's watch like was it she took it because it was molly time and she was twirling i didn't see where yeah she had the watch and she was like molly time that i do remember uh, I was okay okay i didn't okay i didn't peep. okay um her twerk just looks so hard like very Ugh. very much like i am lawyer bougie bad chick <laughs> twerk hey she twerked like she went to spelman nah nah don't do that that's how when y'all i, I had stumbled upon spelman twitter one time and y'all was talking like some girl who had twerked on the bob concert so i'm expecting some real ass shaking to be happening i'm like i know this ain't the twerk that that's, spelman you about. act you act like we like there was a twerk competition and we sent and they sent up their best twerker on there that was just a girl <laughs> who she she just I was, was an ambitious girl <laughs> i was expecting actual ass being thrown i was highly disappointed i'm like this is the representation for twerkers when She's, they have the college twerk off spelman's going to be in last place after like fucking purdue or some shit. No, I will. No, I will stand up for my Spelman sisters. They know how to shake their booties. They good. This was some very Stanford twerk. This was very much like, yeah, ratchet. You know, <laughs> just like a very like savage. <laughs> yeah, like that. Is that this, no. Yeah. Uh, Issa goes to address the Crenshaw thing. They have a whole conversation. Don't move. Plot nowhere. He's still mad. Um, the barbers are, then we back at the barbershop, they're, they're pulling together the rent for, for the month. Uh, they arguing with Suge, cause Suge come in like, Nathan got my rent and he, y'all gonna listen to this crazy motherfucker and his bipolar ass. That's, that's what they said, right? Like, and Nathan ain't say nothing. Like it was, I think he, he went out real, you know, like it really looked bad when you go back and watch in terms of like. Just how demoralized he kind of looked, and just you know, it was clip. just like shoot him. What are we talking about? Like I don't understand why we sitting here talking. Right, and just and I yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess a nigga, and I just felt like right they were heavy handed with like this is how he's going to be attacked for his mental health. Um, you know, to make up for the lack of like plot or sense, this all kind of makes. Um. Anyway, Molly and Torian, they they uh they are presenting their work. Molly has a really dope dress on in this uh this scene. Uh, I thought it was like some uh Ivy Park at first. Um she then they are kind of sitting later drinking. This is where she confides in him that her mother had had a stroke and you know, she's been recovering. That's what she's been why she's been so off lately. He tells her like, "Yo, like he had a brother that was going through cancer uh, for through some other trial they worked on and you know life has to be about more than just work and they really you know this is a time where they're both vulnerable and kind of connect and talk personal lives for like the first time since she's been there um Issa's getting tacos okay here's another funny scene Issa's getting tacos she hallucinates that Condola's behind her Condola thanks Issa she says hey you know thanks for giving up and letting you know and letting me win with Lawrence like we're doing great. And then she shows off like this just fat ring. She's like, we're engaged now. She this said isn't Dick got the, bigger. The, yeah, this isn't the mall ring. He got you. It's a better one. Wait, no, here's my... It, it, right, before that, it was... He, he has a new job now. He makes a billion dollars a month. And then, like you said, she said, the dick got bigger, so that long stroke you lo- love is getting longer. <laughs> longer. <laughs> <laughs> And then they call 
Condola's um, name as if like her order's ready. And she's like, but you came here after me. She's like, winners go first. And um, and then essentially That's really like, how it be though. And then essentially how like Condola kind of gets her lick back, her imaginary lick back right. And she kick Issa into the trash to end the fantasy. It's so funny because when you having those, what does this bitch have that I don't, you know, mental gymnastics with yourself, that's really uh-huh. how it be. Because <laughs> it, it really don't be about the nigga no more. It'd be like the principal. And then it'd be like, I, I, I got it. I understood. So it's like, this bitch is going to shit on me in every aspect of life. It's <laughs> yes. that bigger. Um, but, you know, like, right, Issa, you know what? Here's the thing, right? They're clearly saying that Issa feels like there was a Lauren sweepstakes and she kind of withdrew her name, right? And now Condola's the winner. Because Condola was like, and I kind of take it as like, right, Condola was willing to pull the ultimate, you know, trump card or spade. I'm pregnant. <laughs> and and Issa just wasn't. Can't beat that. Issa just wasn't trying to compete with that. And... You know, she still clearly feels some regret or feels some way about it, especially, you know, at this time with her and Nathan. She's waiting on him to say, I love you, and he just hasn't. Um, So moving forward, Molly gets a FaceTime that her mother's woken up. Torian brings Molly a bag, and she gives him a big hug, and they embrace, and there's, like, this awkward chemistry, romantic tension there. Um, Next thing we know, Issa and Nathan are eating at his house, Nathan says he may be done with the barbershop and doesn't know if L.A. is for him. He can't trust him. People It's always some drama, right? This is after he didn't get called out, called, called crazy, got called bipolar and all this at, at this. And Issa finally says, like, yo, we have is She's like, oh, is this what you're talking? Like, is this what it is? Like, you know, he's like, what? You know, she's like, I said I love you and we haven't discussed it, right? Like, he's like, it's always about you. You're not, you're not even going to ask me what I'm going through. And Issa goes... I was, and then kind of, you know, then skips, you know, and doesn't, it doesn't even ask what, what he was going through. Um, she's like, you know, I just feel like I made a choice to commit to this and, you know, you're not doing the same. And he's like, yo, you've been inconsistent and all over the place. Issa realizing he's, he's very much right in what he's calling her out on. She says, let's just drop it. And she sits there quiet and eats her food. Um, and yeah, so I mean that was you know that conversation is kind of some of the most plot moving thing that happened. Issa and and Nathan, you know, just talking out some what was uh, some frustrations for her and, and and even him in the relationship. Um, anything on that, niggas? What do you mean? The whole, I'm sorry, I, I was looking at somebody post some stupid shit on Facebook, but you talking about the Nathan and Easton talking in the kitchen, right? Yeah. I'm just saying he handled that in a very niggly way. Like, obviously, we're going to talk about it because we always talk about your shit, sir. But I said, I fucking love you. And then you just like, <laughs> anyway, so blah, blah, blah. But it's not because he does, right? We He said, like, yo, you've been, you've been inconsistent. You've been all over the place. You, first, you invite me over. You tell me spend night, you cry in my mouth, and then you, you know, you you tell me you have feelings for me, then you say you love me, and then you say you want to slow down, and now you're mad I didn't say it back, and, you know, like, had me in the friend zone for a year waiting for you to get over your nigga, you know, so he, you know, like, I know Issa wants it now, but, like, she hasn't, I don't know... Yeah, she just didn't acknowledge all the other signs, right? All the other inconsistencies and weird signs she was throwing at him that wasn't affirming what she wanted in terms of, like, she wants him to feel like she's committed and she's more so... He's From his angle, it's, she's kind of all over the place. And I do feel like she's pushing the Nathan envelope because of her feelings about the Lauren situation. Yeah, it doesn't feel like she, she's kind of rushing say, it. Or being more aggressive with it? I don't know what my word I'm trying to figure out. It's not projecting, but it's just like you're you don't like this nigga that much. Like you like him. Uh-huh. It's convenient. He's it's a there. coping thing she's going through. Yeah, you you trying to overcompensate. Yeah. And so that's yeah, and so like that's yeah, that's what this whole Nathan feel, thing feels like. It doesn't even feel like a sincere relationship from her end, but more of a 
you know, kind of a rebound. Because yeah. it, let's just be honest, right? Like, if we're talking, you know, Issa doesn't talk about marriage and kids. You know, she's been trying to get a, her life together, but you know, she's based off of season right season two finale. We saw that was her her fantasy, at least with Lawrence and. Nathan, you know, as a barber just kind of starting out, he, I just don't see that being in their future Mm-mm. soon, if that's something that's the she thing. wants. Like, with dating with, like, everybody's going to be your husband. At least go somewhere, bitch. Like, we, and especially over 30, if that's something you want, you really have to. And I yeah. feel like she, and this is how, this is how women end up settling, because... You know, okay, Lawrence has a baby now. That was somebody who would have been husband material. Once the shit went together, he was actually like a, a worth a damn nigga on paper. Now, you're forcing things with a barber with mental health issues and a white mama because you want to say you got something. Like, what are we doing? And again, well, yeah, I'm not let's... even being ableist towards people with mental health issues because we all need to go see the lady. But it's like you're forcing something that's not. You're trying to put a but here's the thing a square Issa, peg in a circle, a round hole, whatever the fuck the what you call it is. Issa, but Issa as a package isn't. She to me, you know, she's just getting started, right? She's still like the she black is doing well, exactly. Right? No, it's, it, it's it's gonna be yeah, you know. So it's kind of hard for her to. She got to be apartment manager, you know, to to afford her rent. And stuff and so but it's also even aside from having yourself together y'all aren't compatible <sighs> okay you don't think they're compatible he said nathan i feel like they're forcing it okay i don't know i don't feel like i don't feel like they're forcing their relationship i think there's a right like some natural chemistry and vibes there's chemistry but, there yeah i, I think that but, but it's as not a as, yeah, I don't think it's it's something that kind of lines up to some, you know, other more than like kind of just their emotions. Mm-hmm. I don't see them meshing together. Um, okay, episode that was episode six. Yeah, let's get into seven. Right, right, right. So, so Issa, Molly, Tiffany, and Kelly meet at Issa's uh, to start a girls' night. Um, they get they're kind of hanging out essentially like they were meeting here and then they were going to leave together um to go to a spot in the dinner they get a call the spot flooded they decide to play this insecure is funny and i I appreciate them but also like i don't know like they always be trying to like these games into our lives like here's question in a hat you know game and here's me my friends play similar questions so i'm not even gonna knock it (laughs) no but i I, I'm not saying it was a bad game. I, I just feel like they get, they always are trying to introduce us to something new. What was the last thing they uh celebrity heights and uh you know they oh, always celebrity height. You know, they always just try to bring us into their world of like little quirky games and stuff. Yeah, uh, I do feel like that's shit they do for real because Issa did say she made this this game up underground. I believe yeah, I believe it right. Like that's that's pulling from her real her real life experiences with her friends. Um yeah, so based on like the like uh, secret nobody knows about you, Molly says she had never seen Love Jones. Um, then the next question is, would you be okay spending uh, your life with the last person you slept with? And then you know, like this is kind of what the game does is kind of getting them to be vulnerable. And and Issa says, uh, Issa, she confessed that yo, like I'm confused on where Nathan and I stand. Like I said, I love you. He hasn't returned it. He kind of left me hanging. He's saying I'm inconsistent. But, you know, she's like, but, you know, he needs to figure it out because if he don't, I'm not afraid to start over. I've done it once. I'll do it again. Right. So kind of talking about how, like, she was afraid to, you know, like she struggled and was afraid to leave Lawrence for a while. Um, But now she now that she's done it, she doesn't have that same fear as it relates to Nathan. Um, Then Molly gets a call from Torian about the rebrand. It has some flirty undertones to the conversation, and her Very girl, giggly. right? And her, no, it's you, no, you know, giving this nigga compliments, right? She went from competing with this nigga to, no, you're great, you're no, we're great, like we did this, like ah us, um, 
And she said they've been different since the retreat. He's been following up with her, checking in with her about her mom, texting late at night about the project and asking what she's up to. And they're like, and she's like, you know, we both have been going up to the line, but nobody wants to cross it. And so niggas be needing the green light sometimes. Should I give him the green light? And the song by John Legend comes on. And I just, I thought it was weird at how fast they embraced her going after Torian. I think after, like, you know how it, if someone hasn't, like, my friends, if someone hasn't, like, done nothing to you, like, if you, lo- if, if you love my love, if you hate him, I hate him. But he didn't really, like, if you hate him at first, but then you love him, cause, but he didn't do nothing for me to, like, hate him forever. If you like it, I love it. So it's like, okay, let's just talk to him then, if that makes sense. Yeah, but I guess, like, she's just flirt. Like, I don't know why they get so excited about the idea of her fucking her coworker, you know, or, like, getting with her coworker. Like, nobody raised that as, like, oh, you know, like, are y'all going to be That's not really my ministry, but some people really do be doing it. I mean, Molly's done it before. She fucked with real, which I still don't understand why she did. But, he was in a yeah. different office, at least. At least, but still. But... I just feel like it, like for the no for none of them to be like girl is I don't know maybe that's just how desperate they are for Molly to find a man and be happy with or like, yeah when it seemed like it's, <laughs> it's finally something like girl you get a new job <laughs> you get a job somewhere else you're a good lawyer but that's your, that's a good man he's a Morehouse man um, yeah that would have been my my objection <laughs> fuck a coworker. But yeah, uh, I mean, again, and then also, like like they said, the magic of the game, you know, things happen when you play the game. Um, okay. And then the next question is, what, is, what would be, if you could get one do-over, what would it be? Uh, Issa talks about she would, she would want to, you know, essentially know, like, career-wise what she wants to do earlier. Um... And then the next question is more. They 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 say, the question is like, which one of your friends' ex would you sleep with? And then they uh, Kelly goes, we all would know which one of Issa's exes we would sleep with. And Molly says somebody we haven't seen on on camera, but Kelly and Tiffany they say Daniel. <laughs> and Issa goes, you know, she's like, oh my god, y'all think Daniel's the finest nigga I've I fucked. And Kelly goes, yes, and stop rubbing it in my face. I'm starting to feel like Lawrence in here. <laughs> that was some shit I was saying. Yeah, that was, <laughs> you know, it was one of those jokes like, ah, bitch, you're hilarious, but that is too, you play you play too much. <laughs> like, yeah, all right, now you want to fuck him for real. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Kelly says that, Okay, she's starting to feel like Lawrence. Okay, and then, but it's right. So now that she said the Lawrence word, Issa now has permission to kind of mention that, hey, she admits that she ran into Lawrence condoling the baby at the hospital. Um, She's speaking and saying she assumes they're, you know, she's like, they had a baby together. You know, of course they would get back together. Um, She goes, somehow I was hoping to get closure on everything, which confused the hell out of me because. she was the one flew in, had the nigga pick her up and said and broke up with him and then want some closure. I like what, what did you think about I did you not care that she said that? I was really perturbed that she said that. that it really was just like, me I up. mean, what what closure? There's a human sitting in front of you. So what But I just there will don't never be closure. I don't understand. Like she was the one who broke up with him. So like what do you need closure on? Like whatever prompted you to break up, he should be he would be the one who would be like I have questions. But, you know, I, right, I think it's just really Issa saying she wants to see him again. And she wants to talk to him. Um, okay, and, and so here's a, here was a very good moment in the in episode to me. What you see is Kelly kind of look at Tiffany and be like, hey, can I, should I tell her? And then Tiffany kind of gives her the, the, the nod to, yeah, go ahead, tell her. And so they say, like, yo, we saw uh, Lawrence and Condola were at uh, Simone's birthday party things got tense you know between them you should be glad you dodged a bullet um and she's like yo i feel guilty about how things ended right uh she said she didn't reach out when the baby was born molly tells her she made the smart choice and then here was something interesting right tiffany comes in 
well, why was it the smart choice, right? Miley's like, she's not trying to be no stepmom. Tiffany said, well, it doesn't have, exactly. you know. She's like, well, girl, it don't have to be the smart choice. It's just got to make sense to you. And if it isn't the smart choice, and the smart choice ain't always the right choice. And I thought, like, you know, this this was, I thought this was interesting, right? Because, you know, we as the audience know that at this point, we know that Condola and Lawrence are in a better place co-parenting. Um, my assumption is Tiffany would be aware of this, right, in, in the realm of this character, given, she, one, she was friends with Condola, right? And that's how Condola met Lawrence. And two, her husband is, friend, you know, friends with Lawrence and, you know, been talking with him about this fatherhood stuff. So she's, you know, she has information that Kelly and Molly don't have in terms of their, you know, their whole situation isn't drama filled anymore. And so I kind of felt like that was her playing devil's advocate. Because, no. I mean... But I'm I'm saying right because Tiffany is there. She's like, girl, you know, like right there, you know, because clearly, because clearly, what's happening, right? We they see regret in Issa's kind of demeanor around Lawrence, right. and so Kelly and Molly are trying to reaffirm her decision, saying, "Girl, it's drama over there. You dies the bullet. You ain't on no stepmommy bull." And My, Tiffany, mm-hmm. Tiffany, who knows that that their the co-parenting situation is better? She's like. Well, you know, why, you know, she's like, she's just asking questions. Why is it the smart choice? The smart choice ain't got to be the, like, the right choice ain't got to be the smart choice. It got to make sense to you. I think that, and she's already kind of fucked that line up because she's the one who hooks them up. So she, she feels guilty about She didn't hook them she up. She did. No, she didn't. She, because he, he met Condola at the baby shower. Right, but she... But yes, she was aware she, that they went on a date. She's aware and kind of gave it that green light, you know. So, so I'm think she's trying to, you know, make up for lost time. And as far as Issa and her regret, I feel like her regret needs to be fucking Daniel. Had she not fucked Daniel, none of this would have happened. Or she oh. would have just lied about it. That would be the regret instead of, dang, should I take Lawrence back? It's gone. He gone, baby. He but gone. I feel like, right, but they got over that. That's the thing, right? They got they, past they that. They got over that, but I feel like that was the first domino, the first chip, whatever, to fall. Okay. Because that look, was just bound to happen. If you go Him back moving to... moving on. Yeah, if you go back to everything, right, like... um, If she doesn't do that, he doesn't have... A, he, 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 he proposes to her and he, he doesn't have sex with Condola and get her pregnant. Um, right. And here's the other thing that, you know, I thought was interesting, right? I'm like, Tiffany is the only married friend, and she is over here kind of saying, like, girl, if you want your man, go after him. And another thing about that is maybe Tiffany's having second thoughts. Because, you know, she tries to always be my man, my man, my man all the time, even when her dare question was like, there. And she's like, bitch, you don't like him that much. And maybe she's having those second thoughts, like, baby, husband, and she kind of wants... And then her mind's in another place because of this whole Denver thing. So she's kind of like being more daring, I guess. Like, you know, live your life or YOLO-ish. I don't, I don't, why, why did you, I, I don't know. I, I think, I mean, right, I just, just I, I feel like I can't imagine it coming from that place. Mm-hmm. Um, But, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, right, and say like I, I, I would t- totally understand the motives, but. I don't know. I just given that she knows like their situation isn't as dramatic as right. They last saw it at the party and and just her being someone who is is in is is in a marriage. You know, I think she to me, it sounded like she was she was encouraging Issa to go after her man if she wanted to or at least Mm -hmm. saying, yo, think about it. Um, But I thought that was a good little moment in, in the episode. Um so uh so the ladies are kind of after this they're like yo let's it's time like we need to get ready uh for dinner later uh so tiffany is so they're getting ready they're getting dressed the, uh, tiffany gives Issa a compliment on her shoes they talk about it's been three months since they last gotten together this is where tiffany blurts out that her and Derek might be moving to denver she's afraid and she's like they're like why haven't you told us she's like then it would make it more real you know, I'm afraid, like, what if I move to Denver and we want to have more kids and I get depressed again? You know, I'm going to miss y'all. But, you know, the situation mm-hmm. is, right, cheaper cost of living, I guess, higher pay, more money. 
Um, he has family there that can help support and, you know, be around their, their child. Um, and so, you know, that's like you said, like that's a heavy thing that's weighing on her. This idea of doing what's better for your family, but, you know, moving away from your friends that you, you value so dearly. I don't know if I would do it. That just seems, I don't know, moving just seems, I mean, I'm also watching um, Harlem, and that's a theme on there, too. It's just like, I don't know if I could just up and move like that. Up and move. What, what about it? Like, just, just moving in general or, like, moving because of a man? and Yeah, like, just because of a man or, like, with the man. I mean, if he has family over there, but what about me? Do I have a support system? Like, well, this okay. is well one like this ain't just ain't her man, right? This is her this husband. is her husband, her husband, you know, right. and you know it's is you know the move, and I I always thought it was kind I I did feel like that was kind of weird. Like at some point you had to know, like I would assume, right? Husband and wife, he would communicate. I've applied for a job in Denver, but clearly if he has family there, like, and she kind of rattled off these reasons. I, I guess that was the, these are things they discussed when. He applied, right? And sometimes you you just apply for a job and just be like, we'll see what happens. We not we not gonna be pressed. And then you know something like this happens, and and you know you have to weigh it. They it, they it, you know it, she said they hadn't made their decision, but you know he uh it, yeah the they, like it it is it is essentially something they're facing, and she's feeling daunted by it. Um, anything I'm else sure. about that? Yeah, they decide to stay in instead of going out and blah, 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 blah. Well, no, I meant like just about the whole like the friend moving oh. and I mean, it'd just, be like just that. your perspective. And do you think I, mean, I feel like Tiffany was for, being a little dramatic? No, but, you know, Tiffany always has her like low lows, like even when like the pregnancy with a Coachella or mm-hmm. her depression or stuff like that. Like she always has them moments and I think that's just like her you know everybody has that dramatic ass friend okay um, fair. fair and also I think maybe even with the um what is this oh even with just even with Amanda Seals like they could also if there is a, a spinoff or something set up for her to not be on that bitch <laughs> yeah I did think about that too like they they kind of if it's been gonna like, be a spinoff bitch you will not be on it cause you in, right. in Denver like ah so uh, damn Tiffany in Denver <laughs> where's Tiffany at ah she in Denver don't worry we ain't gonna see it Denver Denver Derek came uh, up to see uh, Lawrence but Tiffany's in Denver <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we like Derek but Denver uh, yeah, so then, like, fast forward, they just they end up just staying in, which I've done before. Like, Can you, you know, sit ain't up? I think it sounds Oh, weird. you can't hear? I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm laying down. Um, yeah, they end up staying in, and then we cut to, you know, the co-parents, and Lawrence actually becomes worth a damn and useful and helps well, Kamala put... What? So, we we had just been going through, like, kind of their whole night, and then the Lawrence one was... Oh, then we're going to go to the end? Yeah. Okay, I was just trying to, you know, get it out the way. Um, they yeah, skipped. All right, Issa. Issa says they should. They're they kind of hanging out. They're in their pajamas now. They're doing a little dance, a little waiting next hill, like recreation scene, right? Um, Cute, they're getting yeah. getting high on the balcony. Um, and Issa's like, "Yo, we should text Torian." And they're like, and so she pops up, grabs Molly's phone, and they're kind of debating like what they should send to Torian. Um, I think they're about to settle on something, and, and Molly like shows Issa the phone, and she's like, "Bitch, why? Why is Dro calling?" And she's like, and "What? You know, I don't answer to that." Right. Yeah, and she's like, "Maybe he's calling because to check on my mom, right? Because they grew up together. That he would, if he heard he, her mother had a stroke, right? He would, he, he would check in, uh, assumingly." Um, Issa then decides to call Lawrence. <laughs> Molly tells Issa, call, uh, you know, Molly grabs the phone, hangs up. It's like, Issa, no, like, this is that, like, you remember that you were talking about that inconsistent shit earlier? Yeah, this is that. Yeah, this is, yeah. That's and, nice. and what I really like the moment where, uh, Kelly's telling, um, she's telling them, she's like, I just, DM Dan- Daniel Kalua, so you need to queen and scram on out of here. 
and then Tiffany's like, get out was right there. And she just screamed, shut up, shut the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> which is what she's been doing often since the beginning of the show, which has always been funny to me. Yeah, and it, yeah, it was one of those shut the fuck up, you know, like it was a shut the fuck up bitch where they cracked up afterwards, right? Like where you just kind of like are being dramatic with your friends in a moment, and but y'all right. both know it and, and just have a good laugh. So, um. So yeah, that was kind of yeah, that was their girls' night, in like the next day. So while this is all going on, um, Lawrence is over at Condola's. So initially he show he arrives at Condola's to drop off uh, his Eli. Um, I guess after he spent the night with him, um, Lawrence goes. He's bringing in bags. I guess he's bringing in whatever bags or whatever stuff of Eli's he had, you know, to give to Condola. He notices some boxes out there. He's she's like, "Yo, those are for the shelves," and he volunteers to put the shelf together for Condola. He's like, "He ain't got shit to do," and she's like, "Join the club." And so he assembles the shelf. Um, after he's done, Condola's in the kitchen struggling to feed Elijah, and Lawrence is like, "Yo," I, she's like doing this airplane thing. He's like, "Yo, I actually do a choo-choo train. You should try it." And so he steps in. He does it and. Elijah, you know, like immediately starts eating and she tells Lawrence, she's like, you're really good with him. And then she goes, you're a really good dad, Lawrence. And he really, you know, he Lawrence is a big whore for words of affirmation. I love it. I love it. And he pauses for a moment. He's like, thanks. That means a lot. And they, you know, they just kind of share a warm and little fuzzy moment, right? Clearly they are no longer at odds and they are embracing and, and giving each other uh, the appreciation, like you know, they 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 deserve. Um. After this, right, Lawrence, like I guess Elijah's sleep, right? Lawrence is still kicking it. He washing dishes. He pushing. He putting dishes away. He's volunteering to help Condola fold clothes. This ain't even the baby's clothes. These are her clothes. These are adult size shirts and pants. He's helping her fold, and. You know, he just says, like, yo, like, I know this year has been hard. And, like, essentially, right, like, their journey to this point has been hard. He he acknowledges the role and, like, he had played in all this. And he tells her Elijah is the best thing that happened to him. And in that moment, the Drewski meme kind of plays in Condola's head where Drewski goes, we got him. We fucking got him. Because it's a wrap after that, right? I'm the woman who blew up your life, but now the son I gave you is the best thing you ever had. Oh, you're coming back. You're coming yeah. back. You're mine, bitch. They still can't hear you. Oh, I said you're mine, bitch. Yeah. Um. But and then so then this prompts Condola to be vulnerable, right? She's like, you know, I'm really happy to hear that, you know, and she confesses that she contemplated, you know, essentially um, having an abortion um, because fit. because. <laughs> because they were on bad terms during her pregnancy which i was so right? confused. all y'all said y'all said you should have got an abortion right that's what y'all wanted right now yeah, when she I'm, said she's a bad mother but but no no here's my here's my issue with it is that she walked over there when she told him she was pregnant all big and bad saying you could be as involved or as li- as little involved as you want, I got it. And then when the nigga goes, it decides to be as little as involved as possible. Now it's uh, ooh, I don't know if I want this baby. You know, that's kind of that was my kind of conflict with her saying this. Not that she contemplating it, right? But she came I mean, in there so big even, and bad. Even even still, she probably. I mean, the same things that everybody's. Wag their finger at her about for keeping it in the first place. She's gonna keep it. He asked you whose it was, and I'm not mad at her for contemplating it. I'm mad that she went in there big and bad. I got it. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna do it with or without you. I mean, that's easy to say before you're even showing, but once that pregnancy really start beating your ass a little bit more, still within the frame, you can get an abortion. Hell yeah, she thought about it. Yeah, I'm not mad at her for thinking about. I'm just saying, right, like that's right. That's she gave this. This whole bravado of I got this, I'm a strong woman, I'm a dude, I don't, you know, fuck you, I don't need you. And then, you know, she she was scared. Um yeah. 
he's human. Her body, her choice. But I, I would have sat there sh- next to Yvette outside the clinic too. She, I'm just saying, you can't talk all, you know, puff your chest up. Yeah, what else? She kept it, I guess, though, right? She stuck with it. She was like, fuck it. <laughs> we gonna see it through. Uh, what else? Um, he apologizes. He said he doesn't blame her for anything. And then here's the other big moment, right? She's like, because I, you know, like, I know you've sacrificed a lot. And he's like, oh, she's like, but I really want you to be happy. And so at this moment, right, they do a cut to Lawrence kind of, the happy, right, kind of jars him. And I, right to me, this was a direct callback to last season's episode eight with him and Issa, where Condola was blowing up his phone trying to tell him she had the baby, she was mm-hmm. pregnant. Um, right, because her because the thing he uh, him and Issa was saying to each other, she was like, "You make me happy." She's like, "He," and he was like, "I'm happy with you." And so you know when she says that, instead of finishing up the chores and getting some baby mama sex like he he probably could have that night um he decides to leave and he said i'll text you later um and so then the last part of the episode is right after that that is the night the next day the girls are leaving nathan calls Issa. he tells her he does love her he always has uh he's never really said that to anyone before said he is avoidant and he needs to he needs to fix that um, he's gonna figure this shit out and says, I love you again. Okay, I was gonna ask you, is a man that's saying that he has if you met a man, right, and was like he was like, you know, I haven't told anyone I love loved him before. Right? Cause Nathan assumingly is around Issa's age, so he let's say at least twenty nine to thirty one. Um well, my current boyfriend had never said that to anyone before, and my boyfriend before then had never said to anyone before. But we're also in our twenties. Like, at some point, you know, I feel like we too damn old for you to just be around here, not in a relationship. And that's also could be a testament to why this is so difficult for him, because he ain't never done this shit before. So. Yes. Yeah, that that's really. So it's not, is you, so, okay. All right, is there an age at which you said, like. I mean, some ma- people. A, a man saying, "Hey, I've never said I love you to to a romantic partner before." You're like, mm, "This is concerning, right?" At 27, okay, like, okay, again, like my current boyfriend, like before, and he's like, "I've been in relationships, but we just never got to that point," which I did think was weird. Cause one thing you're gonna do is love me. <laughs> you're sure. gonna love me one way or another. But in the case of a Curtis was supposed to, like. You ain't been in a relationship before or been serious enough. That's kind of like, I wouldn't say like a red flag, red flag, but a red flag. Okay. So I I encounter a good number of, of women, late 20s, early 30s, that are in similar situations where they've never been in like an official relationship before. Mm-hmm. And that is a little, I don't know, I, I always think, you know, like, I can get, I get how that can happen, but it is always a little concerning, like, ah, oh man, if you've never done this before, like, you know, like, a relationship is a, it, and it I is a. I say because of how people are these days, you know, like, oh, Did well. your, did your, 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 your headphone come out? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, just how people are these days with their feelings and situationships, and we just talk or blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. And you're doing going through all the motions of a relationship without calling it such. You know what I'm saying? And you don't want to be vulnerable. And you very well may have loved someone, just never said it. Because probably people who I was in love with just never said I love you. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's there's a lot of angles to it. Or just as a woman, I could definitely understand that because you don't want to put yourself out there to get hurt. But you probably did love Daquan. But you just never well, said it because what I was saying was I've met women who haven't been in relationships. And that's also, I mean, I can get how anybody could not be in a relationship, honestly, because it, it really do be like that. I know but, women still my age who ain't never been on a date before. Is it okay yeah, I, 
I don't. Well, okay, that's that that that's new. Well, to maybe me. I mean not since not twenty seven year old me. Like I'm sure they've been on it. Like but but when I was like twenty two, girl, yeah, <laughs> yeah, twenty two. Like y'all, everybody just out of their parents' house for real, right? Like I just yeah, kind of got enough money to make a decent reservation. That's not Chili's. <laughs> um, but I was I was saying like in the way that you know, a man saying I love you. And not, you know, having not said I love you to a partner may be a red flag. Um, mm-hmm. I I, I kind of walk that same line when when I meet women that say they haven't been in relationships. It's just because I it's mm-hmm. not your fault, but it's just like that is I feel it's like right. It's it's like when you're trying to get experience in order to get experience. It's like ah, I really need you to have some previous experience. And it's not like oh, since you ain't never loved nobody, you can't love me first, whatever, whatever. It's just yeah. like it's. It, it's a learning curve, I'll say that, because they may right. not even be used to it or whatever. I mean, I'll yes. say again, because my boyfriend was had never said it to anyone. Mm-hmm. You just um, bring the love out of people, huh? You know, because I'm just that fine. But no, but like once he got in a hang up, he was like, huh, okay, yeah, I get it. <laughs> and then we it was smooth sailing from then on. Was it, it was, is it, is the difficulty in actually communicating I love you or actually acknowledging that you love someone? I don't know if y'all had that. Um, I'm a cancer. So one thing I'm going to do is love. I didn't. But <laughs> the way we said it was, you know, I, I kind of said it first. Well, I, well, like, I guess. I, well, I'm, I, I'm asking, did he kind of communicate? Was it I've had the feelings. I just didn't know how to com- communicate them. Or I wasn't even sure if I if I was experiencing love. That's what I'm, I'm trying to get to that. So basically, okay. I was like, I, I think I'm in love with you, and he's like, I Ooh. think I love you too. Like I do love you, whatever, whatever. And that's how it kind of came out. Because even before, like we were talking, I remember him tweeting about like, oh, I've never told anybody I love you. I was like, shit, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. again, y'all gotta love. But anyway, <laughs> but even in that, he to... was like, you love me. Um, he was able to identify like, okay, this is love. How I feel about this person is X, Y, Z. And he was able to like quantify. I don't know. Again, I don't really know what word I'm trying to say because my brain be shutting down. But yeah, like he couldn't really identify those feelings before and until he could. <laughs> and then okay. it was like, okay, this is what this is. Okay. But yeah, we done went on this whole tangent. Let's Let's wrap this up. Well, no, I mean, I think, right, that's part of, like, the show. And just, you know, it was a conversation that other people may be experiencing. Okay, yeah, so Nathan says, I love you, right? Issa's kind of geeked up. She got a nigga to say, I love you again. Um, and then Lawrence calls. And Issa ignores it. And, yeah, the episode ends. And I w- you know what? I just want to say, like, one of the most frustrating things about this season is their continued them continue like teasing Issa and Lawrence interacting and it's just like do it if you're gonna do it yeah like cause I'm fucking tired right like it's episode 7 like y'all only got 3 episodes left y'all if you're gonna have them interact interact if not like just leave us alone if they gonna end up with each other have them with each other but please stop playing in our effing faces um so yeah, that's that was the show. Okay, predictions for the the end of the series. Disappointment. <laughs> okay, is Straight this up, as like, bad as Game of Thrones? I don't think it's that bad, but it's just like, what are we? What are we I think doing? it was around this time during Game of Thrones when we realized it was a shit show. Like it was, it was when around this time we were like, this is bad, huh? This bad. Forget, it's not just me. I think okay, it was episode four. Right. Episode two of Game of Thrones was like the war with the Nightwalkers, right? Everybody waited for that. And then episode four, when it was like another episode of them just kind of chilling after the war, it was like, oh, hold on. Like, y'all dead ass? Like, I, I sat and binge <laughs> the fuck out of what you call it just to catch up. And yeah. then that shit was fucking terrible. And I'm like, I know you lying. Do you know how many white people and names and and made up in old-fashioned position titles that I had to learn to follow this show, and y'all are no, just going to go out. 
No, it is it. Game of Thrones was so hard to watch at the beginning. Like, who are they? Why are they mad? What is that? What do they do? And then they they do all these teasing, and he's a Targaryen, and all of this. That's his auntie. Yeah. And for fucking what? Issa calls Lawrence. Lawrence calls back. They don't answer. Like, Condola's pregnant, and like, and then who does Lawrence end up with? Tasha. Fuck. <laughs> No. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm just preparing myself for disappointment. Um, we're just gonna be excited for rap shit and wherever else comes out. I don't know. Just... I, I, can I be honest? I don't. If this goes out bad, right? I don't. Does this hurt Issa's brand? I don't think so. I just feel like. It's time for something else, I guess. Like, I feel like everyone's moving on and has other projects and is doing other stuff. And, I mean, again, this is not my story to tell, so I can't tell them, you know, how to end their shit. So I can't even really... And it's... It's, it's no right way to do this because it's as happy as ending or the person is happy as with, she's going to be in an, uh, a not-so-great position. So it's just like, what... So we'll see. Yeah. She should end up with Tasha. You <laughs> send Tasha against the world. I yeah, you know, I don't I yeah, I don't know how they're gonna end it because right, like I said, like from interviews and stuff, they've always said their big their big central theme and the real story is Issa and Molly. And I feel like right, the only proper way to kind of send it off would be like one of them being the other one's bridesmaid. Maybe we'll get a flash forward yeah. to quote, to wrap everything up. It can't be but too fast. They 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 both old. <laughs> I'm saying like a flash forward to like when things five years five years later, and then we see Issa. I don't know five. picking up Eli, or we see her with her little, you know, quadroon children or something. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. All right, guys. Um, uh, once again, thank you yeah. for listening to Bouts Bomentary. Um, yeah, check us out. Yeah. Everywhere podcasts are uploaded. <laughs> All right. Bye, y'all. Bye.